It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Frank Isola, David Dennis Jr., Sarah Spain, Bill Plasky. Thanks for being here. This moment last night, Memorial Day. Right there. Are you shooting that three? Crisis of conscience. Are you shooting that three? Bill Plasky, I know you are. Sarah Spain, I know oh, 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 you are. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them. You may fold on the questioning. Let's go. Ray Allen is taking that three. <laughs> I'm, I'm passing David out. Dennis Jr., you're shooting that three. Onion, baby, onion. You all are. It was, I mean. Dennis Scott's taking it. Howard Dennis is taking it. So the Celtics leading wire to wire, I mean, which doesn't happen in game seven. That is a feat. But it's this play right here. It's Jimmy Butler's three. The decision to pull up and go for the lead while the Celtics were mid-collapse-ish with 17 seconds left. And and he didn't push for the tie. That's where we're going to start the show. Bill Plasky right there. Should Butler have been taking that three? In the words of Jalen Brown, what the hell? I know everybody loves Jimmy Butler. And, And as the time has gone on since that shot, everybody's supporting Jimmy Butler. He's a tremendous player. He should have been the MVP of the series. He scored the second most points ever in the game mm-hmm. six and seven in NBA playoff history. Right. He blew yeah, it. Yeah, I knew it was he coming. He, <laughs> he blew the he, – let's be honest about it. He had about a less than a 30% chance of making that shot. He could have driven, made the layup, gotten fouled and gotten and one or at least tied the game. And everybody's saying, well, he didn't want to go to a tie game because he's tired. We don't know that. We don't know. Everybody says, oh, the Heat wouldn't have won a tie game. We don't know that. All I know is that he had the ball in his hands, 20 seconds left, the lane was clear. He driven right past Horford. He could have scored, easily scored, and at least gotten, the, and maybe even gotten the end one. He made a mistake. He's a great player. Doesn't mean he's not the best player on the floor. Best player in the world. Love him. He blew it. Tony, he blew Sarah it. Spain, should Butler have taken that shot? Well, Bill just said it. We don't know that that's what he was thinking. We also don't know how the game would have changed if he had made that shot. So it's easy in hindsight to look back and say, analytics tell us no. His shot percentage from three tell us no. His ability to get to the basket and draw fouls tell us no. All of these things contribute to us now being able to say, because he missed it, that it was a bad shot. But in that moment, you got an open, uncontested three with all of the energy behind you. You've played every minute of the game you're the hero it's in it's in motion it feels comfortable and natural I I can't hate on it it wasn't the right shot it wasn't the right shot he shouldn't have taken it at the same time there's no way I'm dogging Jimmy for taking it because if he had made it that's it Dennis Jr. I kind of have talked myself into this shot in the last like 24 hours last Uh, night I was with Bill you lay it in you, you know you get at least two points but if you look at the way this team was playing and players not named Jimmy or Bam had 35 total points, 28% uh, from the field. They were not going to win an overtime game. You got, you know, one mm-hmm. shot and you mm-hmm. probably win that game. You're taking that shot. I'm with Jimmy on this one. <sighs> okay, Frank Isola, make a ruling here. Uh, you know, I think you might be right about this. I think Jimmy Butler is thinking, can I really play five more minutes? Let me try to end it right here. But if you go back to game six, after Jalen Brown missed the two free throws at 99 all, what did Jimmy Butler do? He drove to the basket, met Al Horford at the rim, converted the layup, and was fouled. 
The only reason I don't have a problem with the shot is because he's walking into it in that moment. That's not the typical three-point shot that we see now that I call the cha-cha slide three, where it's crossover dribble, step back, <laughs> slide to the right, contested three. Uh, contested three. He didn't do that. He walked into the three, which I thought in that moment was not a terrible shot for a guy that's made big shots before. Flashkey, back in. But this was so atypical Jimmy Butler. He's used to going to the rim. Okay. He's used to making things happen. He's used to thinking about that. This is so atypical of him. This wasn't him at all. His teammates were shocked. The Celtics were shocked. But they're all not saying it now, but they were. So it was that play. Also a little bit earlier. One more play just to hyper-focus on for a second. The Max Struess three-point overturn. Spolstra said ridiculous. that it was huge in the game. I hear Isola saying it's ridiculous. We'll see which wedding dance he invokes now. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you agree with the count it? Play it out and then minutes later look at the film and overturn it, Frank? Uh, I'll start with you since you've already told us. I, I don't like it because I think first of all it took them so long which tells me that they couldn't really come to a determination that he had stepped out. Took A, too much time. I get it. If it, the front of his foot is touching the three-point line and you want to review that, that's fine. To me, that's human error that they didn't see what they believed was stepping out. And do you know that if, J if Jason Tatum, for example, had driven baseline and scores on a crazy layup at the rim but it stepped out of bounds, they're not reviewing that and taking that away. So why are you taking this three-point shot away? I think chalk it up to human error. Game on. Keep playing. Sarah Spain, you're shaking your head no. Well, I'm just curious about, I mean, I think Frank clearly has his mind on, on steps right now. Is this now Cupid Shuffle? Like, we could care about the front <laughs> of the foot, slide. but not the back. One step back, one uh, step yes, forward. Yeah. Like, why would we care with whether the, the toe touched mouth. the line, but not whether the heel touched the other line? If we're going to regulate either, we have to regulate both. I get it. It was a frustrating length of time before it came out, but you had more than a quarter and a half to amend this when you realize that you lost those three points. And that screenshot floating around that's about three <laughs> frames before you see his heel get real close or touch, come on, man. You guys know you're sharing the wrong screenshot to try to prove your point. And my guess they had a lot of other replays beyond that. It's frustrating. It's been a rule since 08, 09. It just doesn't happen very often. And in a game like this, it's going to be something you cling to if your team lost. But you had every other play to make up. But are you sure, Sarah? His heel touched. And it wasn't, you know, my heel's over a line here, but it's gravitating. Yeah. You know? I didn't see all Sean the replays. Elliott. That's not my call to make, but it was theirs, and they made no it. No Plashke. Yeah, can we just admit at some point the referees blew the call, you play on. They nope. have to, if you don't get it right away, if you don't get it right away, if you don't get it before the first stop of your play, then you just move on. Yeah. And, yes, he, he blew the call. The right, right call was made, but the wrong timing was it. it changed, to me, it changed the whole tenor of, of what was going on. The, the, the heat were coming back. Suddenly, it was like a dagger. It was like an early third-quarter dagger, and that's unfair to the heat. David Dennis, Jr., this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. I could not believe what I saw last night. You cannot take a single-digit game and turn into a double-digit game in Game 7 in the second half, yeah. three minutes later, on a play that is not even conclusive. I saw shadow. There was some shadow there under that foot. I don't know if he stepped out, but it's, oh. it's inconclusive. And it just goes to the point the that, shadow. like, we should just NBA on a, on a larger picture, just get rid of the, the replay. They're making the game longer. They're making calls just mm, as Okay, long. get rid of the and whole thing. arguing about it. Just get David rid of it. Says, Frank, I saw the last so word. All of you want a different One rule. One quick all thing. All of you want a, a rule that's been in existence well, since 08 on You all want it gone. I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure I that's what you want. I didn't say that. Everyone wants the rule gone. I didn't say that. 
But how about this? If Max Struess had caught the ball and his heel was out, hypothetically, then took a dribble and shot it clean, that would not have been overturned. It's because his heel was out on the shot. If he makes a dribble and the referee had originally missed that, that basket would have counted. They can't review that. Again, do we want to rule? 11 minutes that? left. I don't, in the I don't third understand quarter. what Frank There was a lot said. of basketball yeah. after that. It didn't decide the game, that's for sure. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics now because this run through the finals. I mean, they were under 500 in January. And actually, before that, Ainge gone, Stevens kicked out upstairs, and then the struggle to start the year, there were team meetings. We always mock team meetings, so maybe these team meetings work. Five months of really good basketball, sometimes sweaty for sizable stretches as we saw in Game 6 and even parts of Game 7. But David, how do you consider this Celtics run to the finals? On a, on a macro level, last five minutes, Nia Long's husband, Ime Udoka, has done magic work with this uh, Celtics team and getting them where they are now. But is it possible to, like, stumble or backslide into the finals? The Game 6 and Game 7 performances are a little worrying. They outscored by 12 points in the last five minutes of those games against a hurt, inferior team. I'm a little concerned about their fourth quarter performances. But overall, tremendous story. Right, guy Sola. But they also went into Milwaukee in one game six, an elimination game on the road. This is about how many people said, oh, you got to break up Tatum and Brown. You don't break up two young players like that. Give the organization credit for that. But here's Brad Stevens, besides Ime Adoku, David mentioned. How about trading a first-round pick, and he got criticized for it, and Kemba Walker in getting Al Horford, a ball mover, defender, leader, everything that you'd want. That's been the guy that's brought, that's brought this team together and playing Marcus Smart at point guard. That little move, which nobody really made a big deal about, was huge for the Boston Celtics. Bill Plasky, how about that trade for Derek White? I mean, that was huge. That was a, that was, you know, the, the, yep. the Celtics are one of the toughest teams in recent memory. They're the, they're the seven road wins, ties for the most before the finals of any team in playoff history. They're only the seventh team to win, to go to game seven in the last two rounds before the finals. This is a tough team, I and mean, you can't overlook the fact that they stick together. I saw them play the Lakers in January, and they stunk. The Lakers stunk, too. But they <laughs> okay, all right. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, we've established okay, we all... that. No. Sarah Spade, please, on the Celtics. Well, I think we're running out of time, so I won't list all the teams that I saw them play against this yeah. season. But I will mention that 209 <laughs> days ago, I said that the Bulls killed them because they had such a terrible <laughs> All right. Thank you. And, and then they had team meetings, and it looked like everything was going to get blown up. They were reborn. They live again. <laughs> and it's really, 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 really incredible to see what yeah. they've done. Ime Adoko, too. The other thing I like about this is patience. Not just patience with the young sure. stars together that people were ready to give up on, but a young coach that people were really dogging who has since figured it out in the adjustments in the postseason, toe-to-toe with someone like, uh, like Spo. is really And important. Al Horford, it was said, but now he gets to the finals. What a, what a great career and was available. And do you know who now has the most games played in the NBA? This current player without making the finals now that Horford has made it? Paul Millsap is on that list. All right, early prediction before the real prediction. Pre-prediction. Who's the favorite? Yell it out for the NBA Finals. Warriors. Warriors. Dubs. Warriors. Amount of oh, that Dubs. That's across the board unanimous. Buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Rangers, Hurricanes, Game 7. Everybody knows the home team has won every game this series. Carolina is the home team. Frank could it be as simple as that? Who'd you rather be tonight? You know what? I just think the Rangers are the better team. In the last, you know, since okay. losing the first two games, they've outscored Carolina 13 to 5. They have a better goalie in Igor Shesterkin. And I'll tell you what, Zabanajan, in a town where we overrate everyone, that guy's underrated and he's good enough <laughs> to dominate this game tonight. David Dennis Jr. sounds like Frank's taking New York. Are you going with the road team in a series where no one's won a road game? Yeah, I'm going road team here, and it, it's about the gap in, in the goalies here. Ranta was benched last game, three goals on 13 shots. He looks a little frazzled. The gap between Shesterkin and him is massive, and I don't know if Carolina can overcome it. I'm with Frank on this. This is massive here. I have a stat that is a, a, an unbelievable stat. No home team is lost. The first two panelists are picking the road team. Sarah Spain, how about you? First of all, I've seen Antti Ranta do it, so I okay. believe that he can bounce back despite maybe a confidence affected by getting pulled. But more importantly, not only has the home team won every game of this series, but in every game the Hurricanes have played this whole postseason, the home team has won. I'm not going against the forces of nature, no matter how hot that goalie is standing on his head and every okay, other cliche. Okay, that home is team. a phrase on this here program that has been banned really? for cliche. Yes, it has. Oh. Bill Flaschke, how about you? Even if I was saying it, I Yes, there is that. Is Sarah done yet? <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> With yes. 10 points, Shesterkin. it looks like she's about done, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's, a, here's a stat for you. On the road in the playoffs, Shesterkin has a 95% save percentage. He's better on the road than he is at home. And he was really hot at home, 37 saves last game. Still I'm going with the goaltender. I'm going with Shesterkin. Wow, three for the Rangers tonight. We'll move on. Buy or sell two, Los Angeles Lakers, naming Darvin Ham as head coach. The years at Milwaukee as assistant. Now he gets the big, big job. What do you give a guy who gets his big job? Maybe, maybe a ham? You give him? <laughs> Bill Plasky. <laughs> Buy or sell Darvin Ham with the Lakers. I thought it was nuts when I heard it last week. I thought it was nuts when it <laughs> happened this weekend. But like David, I'm trying to talk myself into Why do you it. think it's I nuts, th- the idea that someone whose name has been out the, there the idea for that, how many that a rookie That a rookie head coach can get the attention 
of one of the toughest locker rooms in the NBA to get the attention of LeBron, who coaches the team, to get the attention of Westbrook, who completely you know turns the team upside down, to get the attention of a brittle Anthony Davis. This is a tough. It's a tough room. It's a really tough room. He's never coached in the NBA. Never been a head coach before. That's really. I know Willie Green did it. Udoka did it. That's really good for them. They, they didn't deal with these kind of locker rooms. But I'm still trying to talk myself into it. Just I'm. Frank Isola. It's the Lakers, but it's a terrible job. And Bill mentioned LeBron. LeBron already gave it his blessing, which is a great starting point. Darvin Ham is a great guy. Done it the right way, where he's put in a lot of hours. Something else. He and Doc Rivers, Bill's guy, have something in common. They both broke a backboard as amateur players. Doc did it playing for the national team. Darvin Ham did it at Texas Tech. There you go. Is that going to that's gonna help him get through to the Lakers? Yeah, uh, uh, very important. David Dennis Jr., how about you? I'm buying that this is a good, uh, you know, move for Ham. I think, you know, the, the you know, it's good. It's going to work out for him. He deserves to coach. He's been great as an assistant coach. As long as they temper the expectations, they're not winning the championship this year. I don't know when they win the championship. David, let me introduce you to Bill Plashke. Do you believe this individual <laughs> knows tempered expectations? <laughs> that respect, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with David in that he's earned the opportunity. Coaching tree is solid. He's earned LeBron's blessing at the beginning, although that doesn't mean much a couple months in. But we know that because of Westbrook and LeBron and AD's injuries and the job and the city and the market and the plash keys, that you never know when <laughs> this ham could become the next turkey. So now we there wait. There you go, Sarah. Oh, oh, yeah, we were waiting for it. There he it has is. played is. against LeBron James before, which at least counts for something. Adoka has played against Steph Curry before in the upcoming NBA Finals, which is an always interesting thing. And I believe he had a winning record against him. Uh, who did yeah. hmm. mm-hmm. We'll move on. Buy or sell three. Joe Girardi saying he's not worried about his job. The Phillies, another rough weekend, falling further behind in the NL East. Mets just mashing them. This is a team with the fourth highest payroll in the sport, $233 million. They're 10 back in the division, five back in the wild card. Buy or sell worry about... This Phillies team and uh, this Joe Girardi job, Sarah Spade. Well, as we know, managers are always honest with us about whether or not they're worried about their job status. So let's definitely take that as a sincere quote from him. I would be worried if I were him. I would be worried if I were this team. Fangraphs has them at 26.5% likelihood to make the postseason right now. It is way too early to be swooning like this and having to tell each other. That's interesting. You read that, and I thought, well, 25%, they're still in it. And you thought 25 was like, oh, they're in trouble. I think it's higher than I would have thought for a team that has struggled the way they have. David Dennis. All right, let me tell you a story. Two years ago, the Nats were down 10 games, uh, you know, out of first place. And May 24th, went on to win the World Series. It's not over for this team, but they have to make some decisions right now, especially with Girardi. But they can turn this around with the talent that they have. Yeah, but that Nationals team didn't have Bryce Harper. This Philly team does have Bryce Harper. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) No, not all losses are created equal. And as you know, if it's the Dodgers, if you're losing to the Giants, the Cubs losing to the Cardinals, that becomes a much bigger deal. He keeps losing to the Mets and brutal losses. Those have a much greater impact. I think it's a fireable uh, stage at this moment. Not that, no, but that puts you in jeopardy, 100%. How about you? He's a lame duck, and the players are starting to smell that. They're starting to react to that. They're starting to question it. They're second-worst bullpen in baseball since his tenure began. They're last in the league and run save this year, so they can't pitch and they can't catch. He's he's a goner. I think he's a goner. Braves, this stage last year, were under 500 in that Ham and division. eggs. 
Washington years ago, as David said, were under 500. Ham and turkey and lame ducks. Sounds like somebody's ready for a little Memorial Day cookout. Sarah Spade, get there early. David Dennis, thanks for being here today. Flashkey, I sold it. Showdown, two minutes. <laughs> East Coast, York, L.A. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The fantasy football kerfuffle, that was the story of the weekend. Tommy Pham slapping Jock Peterson when the two teams were warming up. Uh, like all fantasy football arguments, the details are a little murky here, but apparently a group chat fight about stashing players on IR. Maybe it was Jeff Wilson Jr.'s status. Maybe after his three-touchdown week, uh, Warren Sharp guessed that maybe it was during the Dodgers World Series against the Rays that Jack Peterson was playing in, and he was thinking about this as well. Uh, so there was multiple media availabilities on this and fighting words. And now a three-game suspension for fam for the slap. Does that properly get to the bottom of this, Bill Plaschke? Well, this is an incredible story, and everybody giggled about it all weekend. But I think a bigger picture is how much money are they betting on fantasy football if the guy's willing yeah. to hit somebody over it? I think the gambling thing is a big deal in his lot. In the baseball locker rooms, baseball needs to look into that. All right, Gaisola. Yeah. Yeah, Bill knows this from covering baseball. The two biggest days, a lot of times in the baseball season, when the bracket comes out for the tournament and that first schedule for the, you know, the first weekend of the NFL. But I'll tell you what, Fam had said, don't mess with my money. He messed with his own money. He's now suspended three games. So was it really worth the one slap costing him three games? That's a lot of money. You guys were kind of downers on this, okay? I mean, it, the, we should be happy slapping. They should be allowed to have a fantasy football fight like all of us. We'll move on. Dominance, <laughs> Oklahoma softball. Physical. Not undefeated. They're 54-2, though. So they get through Super Regionals, and now that they're worth the final eight, World Series is about to be ongoing. Oklahoma or the field, Frank Isola. Boy, you're trying to put so much pressure on this team to win every game, but guess what? I'm with you as well. The pressure is on them. I'm taking them against the field. That's how dominant they've been. That's how good they've been. And they got the pitch in to hold Bill it up. Plasky. Of course they're going to win for 32 of the last 33 years. It's been a home game for them. Why is the college Women's College World Series always in Oklahoma City? Why can't they move it around? It's big now. It's huge now. Oklahoma's Everybody enormous. wants it. They'll sell it anywhere. Move it. Make it fair. University of Oklahoma is enormous. It's a different city. It's like an uh, East Coast and oh. West Coast elite. I saw the FaceTime. Of course, it's that time of the year. All the college sports are winding up. And guess what? The North Carolina women's lacrosse team, they did it perfectly. By beating Boston College, they finished the season a perfect 22-0. and 0. Their senior class 
went 83 and nine and went to four final fours. For a Maryland guy, it's not easy to say, congratulations to North Carolina. That's some impressive run. Maryland's got a lot to celebrate as well. That's true. Go Big Run! On, uh, on behalf of all of us at our panel, I know we have so many in our, our families here who have served in the military. Uh, happy Memorial Day and thoughts and prayers for all. And also, Bill Plaschke, this is your last show of the week. Your son, Willie Plaschke, will be married to Alicia this weekend. Have a wonderful time, Bill. Please. One of life's Cash greatest gifts moments. Cash gifts only. Congrats.